You're listening to Mornings with Erica and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, if you feel like your marriage is at its end, Bob and Dana Gresh have been there. But they decided to participate in God's redemption story, and together they discovered something better than the romance of love stories and fairy tales. And they've written about it in Happily Even After, Let God Redeem Your Marriage. Of course, you know Dana as the best-selling author, speaker, and founder of True Girl, and also a speaker on Revive Our Hearts. Dana, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is, you know, I'm just reading through the first few pages of the book, this was devastating. It's devastating to read it. I can't imagine even hearing it. I don't know how to find my way back to you or to God without breaking your heart is what your husband told you one day. Um, That's kind of where this story starts maybe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And he shared with me that he was fighting a really uh, losing battle with pornography and lust. And um, it did break my heart. How many years into marriage were you at this point? And even what did life look like on the outside? Like it, everything was going fine? Um, everything did look like it was going fine. I mean, we, I, the funny thing is I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what. I knew that he wasn't uh, looking me in the eye. I thought maybe he was just busy or, um, I, I don't know, anxiety and stress was having a toll on him. But... Um, we were just pretending everything was okay. And we both were getting messages from the Lord to slow down and be honest with each other about our concerns for the relationship. But he didn't want to hurt me and I didn't want to face maybe what it might be. And Mm -hmm. so we didn't. But until we got honest with each other, we couldn't start to get well. And that's because truth sets us free. But Jesus said that himself. If you abide in my word, you'll know the truth. You're truly my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Of course, he's talking about himself. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But there's also an element of facing the little t truth in our lives and then taking that to Jesus, and that's what we had to do, and it was not an easy thing to do. Hmm. How? I mean, I, I, I'm sure you, once this comes up, you're like, okay, I got to figure this out. So you start looking and searching. How big of a problem is this? Is It's not just a guy problem anymore either, though, is it? No, I, roughly 30% of women in the church are struggling addictively, cyclically, have a stronghold of pornography in their lives or erotica, and about 70% of men in the church. So this, we are, we are not a minority of couples that have fought a battle. We are the majority. Mm-hmm. And that's why you decided to speak about it. Can you tell us about the reaction that you've had from women, from couples, from men, maybe even if you've spoken about uh, the struggles, but also the process towards redemption? Yeah, well, it's it's really been exciting to see that when we, when we find that we're not alone, um, that other people have walked our story, it erases some of Satan's power, which is loneliness. Um, and isolation. And so it's been really exciting to see, along with the book, we've created a a limited series podcast where Bob's voice joins mine so that the men can join in and listen since the book is really for the wives. Okay, that's good. Now, why why do you think this is such a losing battle for Mm. so many people at this point? Um, Well, what we know about pornography addiction is it's one of the most uh, addictive substances that we can struggle with, and it really is a substance. 
dopamine is a feel-good chemical in our brains that we get any time we experience something that feels good. So we eat a piece of cake or we run a marathon or we use heroin or cocaine. We get a shot of dopamine in our brains. And this spike in dopamine lasts half an hour to an hour and a half for most of those substances I just mentioned. But for pornography, the spike lasts five, six, seven hours. It's a very, very, very potent medication. And what happens is, you know, the average age of first exposure right now is about 11 years old. That's average. That means nine-year-olds and eight-year-olds are seeing pornography. And if there's any amount of trauma or pain in their life, this becomes a medication for them, and they don't even know it. And um, for my husband, the first time he saw pornography, what, he was 13 years old, and he was in a traumatic family environment and didn't realize that he was medicating. And so it became a, a really a lifelong battle that he won for most of our marriage, um, but then experienced this really significant relapse. And until you have some clinical care that goes along with biblical understanding, you're really going to have a hard time overcoming something that is as gripping as pornography. So there's two words here. There's recovery and then there's redemption. You you found difficulty in one and help in the other. Is that correct? Well, um, when Bob first confessed to me, we sent him to a recovery clinic, um, an in-house recovery clinic that is really the gold standard in the nation. And um, they promised us that there would be a faith-based track, but they never could quite conjure that up. It never happened. And um, Bob just really got to a place where he was like, I, I need more than just sitting in groups and talking about this, which was all it really was. Mm-hmm. So I asked the clinic, you know, what's your recovery rate? And they didn't know. And so I did some research, and the recovery industry really has a single-digit recovery rate. That's not really what I wanted to put my marriage into. So I did some research and I found a clinical care clinic that also used prayer and the Bible, and we moved our care to there. And the reason that I think that's really important is, don't get me wrong, I think my husband is in recovery and I think that's a good word, but it's not a sufficient word. Pornography is a sin problem. And the only one capable of dealing with sin is Jesus, our Redeemer. And that is the work that he does in our life. And so unless you involve Jesus and the Holy Spirit and prayer and the Bible in your recovery work, it will not be a sufficient work. And so I encourage people listening, if you've been working in recovery groups and it just hasn't worked Um, there is a better path. There is a better sacred path. Bob and I found it. That's why we wrote the book. We talk about how to find your own path to redemption because it is possible. We are talking with Dana Gresh, the author of Happily Even After. Your husband wrote the foreword. You talked about how you are talking through it together on a limited podcast. So this is a story he's joining you. He's willing to also talk about uh, his brokenness. And you mentioned this book is specifically for the woman who's going uh, through this with her with her husband, who's battling this addictive problem. Speak to her directly now. What is some of her first steps as she's hearing you and maybe suspect something is wrong or know something is wrong, but just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Tell someone. You need to tell someone. The enemy really likes to create shame in our lives um, and 
and sometimes our husbands say, please don't tell anyone. I don't give you permission to tell someone. But until you drag this sin out into the light, you really aren't going to have um, long-term victory. So James 5.16 says, confess your sins one to another, and then you will be healed. Confessing sin to Jesus forgives us, but confessing it to one another erases the shame and the loneliness. And I think that's where the healing comes from. So it's really important that you talk to someone. And if that's really difficult and you don't know how to do that, we have a workshop coming up on March 20th. Um, you can learn about it at danagresh.com where we're going to kind of give some tips and hints about how you can find your own community to walk through this with. One of the questions you answer towards the end of the book is, why do I need that community? This isn't my issue. This is his issue. Why, why do I need to be a part of this? Well, I, I'm, I, my, my therapist, my therapist, Pete Kuyper, who's going to be joining me on that workshop, said a story to me that just finally made me do my own healing work. And it was if Bob, you know, was, was stretching to work out or run, and I happened to walk around the corner and his elbow met my nose and, and broke it and it was bloody and it needed cauterized. And Bob was so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, baby, I didn't want to do that to you. I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Um, I still have to go to the hospital and get my nose cauterized, not Bob. And we, a lot of times as women, believe the lie that um, our husbands can be our healer. We might not say that outright, but we're waiting for him to get well enough to make the right apology to heal us. And that's not the way it works. We've got to let Jesus be our healer. And that means we let other people guide us to the foot of the cross. Well, it helps us when we are in community. It erases the enemy's power of isolation, but we also have to believe the truth. You talk about seven essential beliefs every marriage needs uh, to survive broken places. Can you walk us through one or two of those? Yeah, I really believe that um, intimacy is, uh, our, our emotions and our emotional pain is an incredible part of our intimacy. And you want to be intimate with your spouse, but sometimes when you're feeling pain, it gets in the way. Um, here, too, again, my our marriage counselor taught us that pain is not the problem. It's the gift. When we have emotional pain, our emotions are always messages. If we're stressed out, um, our emotions are telling us to do less. And if we do less, then that stress will go away. But when we're feeling disappointment in our marriage or anger in our marriage, that too is telling us that there's a work of healing to do. And it's an invitation. A lot of times we want to just avoid the pain. We don't want to feel the pain. So we, we kind of will accept a, another cycle of apologies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that again. I won't do it again. And we just go on with life because the pain is too hard to deal with. But the pain really is a gift and it's an invitation. And if you can walk into that pain together with the help of a clinical and biblical therapist, you're going to find that it leads you to beautiful intimacy. Don't be afraid of the pain. Don't avoid it. Women often believe the lie. To hold it all together as a Christian, I'm supposed to be okay. Well, no, people in the Bible lamented sin. They grieved, they wailed, they cried over sin. And if there is sin hurting your marriage, it is okay to stop and feel the pain of that. To the man or woman who hears these words and they're like, I don't know where to go next. Um, they're either in the midst of this and need help or they're the ones that are being told this and they're like, 
their world just came to a, a, a sudden stop. Where do we go for help? What are, what are some first steps to help us through this process? Well, if you have a church that is filled with grace, I really encourage you to talk to someone in your church. Um, on our website, though, and through the podcast, we recommend some specific intensive clinics because sometimes an intensive clinic will get you faster and farther. And um, it really is important that you have both clinical care and biblical care. The average marriage counselor who applies the Bible to, you know, you fighting about socks in the living room or who's going to take out the trash probably is going to be under-informed in understanding some of the clinical complexities of both uh, pornography addiction and some of the trauma that your brain has experienced as a woman if your husband has been doing this for a really long time. So make sure you get um, the right kind of care, clinical and biblical care. Well, Dana, we do have a link to your to your website at ericandbridget.org. So we want our friends, if that's easier Thank for you. you to head there, uh, they can find out more about some of the resources you have, including that March 20th seminar that you're going to have online that people can join you. But I, I don't want to end without you just sharing at least a few words about where your relationship is today, because I feel like that can give some of us hope. Yeah. Oh, our relationship is in such a beautiful place. Um we are the dearest of friends, and uh, God has redeemed everything. I mean everything. Bob confessed to me in uh, red leather chairs in our living room, and when I really got into the depths of my pain, I hated those chairs. I had them taken away and put in storage. And then at one point, God said, I can redeem everything. Bring the chairs back. <laughs> and I brought those chairs back, and they've become the chairs where we have healed other couples where God has used us to be healing agents in other couples' marriages. They've been the the chairs where my grandbabies have been welcomed and nurtured and loved, where I watched my daughters become aunts. And God really has fully redeemed those chairs. And I just want every woman reading this book to feel like she's sitting with me in those chairs and that God can redeem every memory, every emotion, um, everything. He is fully capable of doing that. I'm living in it. Wow. Nothing like someone who's walked the journey to look in the eye of someone and say, you can do it. And that's what Dana wants to do with you through her book, Happily Even After, Let God Redeem Your Marriage. Thanks to Moody Publishers, we've got a few copies to give away right now as you call 561-737-6035. Well, thank you so much. Um, Thank your husband also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is yes. this is yeah. not easy. And uh, to put it all on paper for uh, for a long time, for people to be helped with that, it, it, it is very special. So we thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate that. God bless you guys. God bless you too. Again, ericandbridget.org is where you can go for more information about Dana, the resources she's provided on her website, and of course, this book, mm-hmm. Happily Even After.